what's up HCR kids welcome back to another amazing episode with the blue army grab a snack put your headphones on and bring it on what's up up? back at it again in a nice hot oven (laughs) Uh, yeah i mean it's quite hot in here but so what do you got for us today well, we have, like you heard in the intro, we have another interview with the Blue Army. Yes. And, I mean, I've already listened to it, and twice. Which twice? You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You, you just listened to it, like, before you got here, and you listened to it twice? Yeah. It's kind of a long interview. Yeah. Is that good? I mean, yeah. I, mean, I think it's that good. I mean, this is me at 4.30, like all our other interviews are like 15 minutes. I'm like, 4.30, yeah, I'll be fine. Just one interview, 15 minutes. I like log in and all that stuff, and I'm like, oh, it's 23 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but would you say it was 23 minutes full of like chock full of good advice? Yeah, there was just so much like, <laughs> I don't think we can cover it no, all. And, and we won't go on too long here because I want you guys to be able to listen to it. So I want to start this out by saying (laughs) it was really hard to get this person to sit behind the microphone. And if you know this person, you know it should not have been like pulling teeth to get him behind the microphone. You're still not comfortable behind the microphone. I I like to be raw. I like to be real. And I feel like whenever a camera comes out or a recording comes out, it's not that I have to be different, but it's like at the same time. (laughs) You don't I don't get any I don't get any like um there's no excuses at this point what happens <laughs> is recorded like it is live. I mean I'm it's not necessarily that I'm scared to be on recording it's at the same time if I say something crazy it's recorded. Do you understand <laughs> what I'm telling you like and then also my voice is gone so I saw, I have like a high pitched voice right now but really it's really lower. I'm way, uh-huh. I sound way more manlier than uh-huh. this. <clears throat> you notice we didn't have to do an intro, and there's probably tons of people who already know who this is. I mean, why, don't, why don't you tell them, let's get you started, tell them your name, where you're from, what church you attend, and who your pastor is. Oh, man, I'm revealing some pretty good details. My date of birth as well? Or? Social security number. I okay, mean, if okay, we can okay, get good, your good. fingerprints, that'll help. And if you leave your credit <laughs> card right here. So my name is Adam Blanchard. Mm-hmm. Um, I go to church in Jennings, Louisiana. My mm-hmm. pastor is Brother James Townley. All right. Um, is there any more? <laughs> what else did you want to know? My um, occupation. <laughs> What's your favorite color? What do you do uh, at your blue. local church? Oh, man. He had to put his Red Bull down. Yes, I did, because I got to think about all the big things I do. Um, <laughs> I'm the cadet He's so leader. so humble. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> I am the cadet leader at my church. All right. um, I'm also involved in the sound department. Actually, I'm the assistant um, leader in the sound department. Okay, Would well, don't, don't judge my system based off of this. Let me just tell you, I am. It's <laughs> winning Roatan, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm not judging your sound system. <laughs> I'm judging that French Harbor one. Anyway, uh, had to have been there, so join Hope Corps. Amen. Um, no, I am also the youth leader at my church and a young minister um, at my church. Um, I really think that's it. Like, I don't do much else. I mean, I think that I think that's pretty. <laughs> don't do much else. That's everybody. They're like, I don't do a lot, and then they've been listing five or six things, which is yeah. which is how it should be. Yeah, I, I get, whatever you can I get, get your hands in into. I, <laughs> I remember one time I was trying to ask my pastor, "Can I take my hands out of this?" <laughs> 
<laughs> that doesn't usually work. No, it uh-uh. does not. Pastor's like, we're going to pray about it. Let's pray about it. You know, let's, let's just pray about it. And I'm like, that was five that months was ago. No. Like, <laughs> we still praying? Like, the Lord ain't answered yet? <laughs> but you probably wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't. I do enjoy everything that I do. And I actually am always looking to do more. Um, it's just... When you get lost doing uh, the work of God, it's just so satisfying and fulfilling. Um, as you know, I'm a paramedic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently a business owner, but as a paramedic, you can go out there and save lives and whatever, you know, the, the, the saving lives quotation. You know, yeah. most of what we do is not that. But anyway, um, that's still not as fulfilling as doing the work of God. It's just something about knowing that what you're doing matters and has right. longevity and uh, is about developing people's futures mm-hmm. and really affecting where they'll spend eternity. Yeah. I mean, you cannot put a value on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so fulfilling. Agreed. And, uh, I mean, I, I love doing what I do. What um, Do you have any advice you'd give to kids who are looking to do something in the kingdom of God? Oh, my goodness. How, I, I know you work with them a little bit. I work with them a young little people. bit. Young people. What age group are we talking we got six to 16. We've got grown adults oh, who listen bro. in. The beautiful thing about it is this. I, I did a talk one time at a conference, um, and, and, and I spoke to him on this, David. He was a, a, a great example of what youth are capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people speculate um, how old David was whenever he slayed Goliath. Mm-hmm. Um, the beautiful story of that is this. David was speculated to be anywhere between the ages of like eight to sixteen. Young person, yeah. um, he was he was caught um, just doing doing what he knew what to do. He was going to check right. on his brothers. I just want um, to put a disclaimer out: this guy has not heard our p- podcast, and he's not heard us talk about this story. So I didn't feed any of this into his mouth. So oh, you keep going because well, you just can stop. I can stop. No, if you, you already going, know this. There's no reason to talk. No, about they need it. to hear somebody else tell them. I'm gonna tell y'all this again. Y'all better listen. Y'all listening. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking at you. I see you. Stop playing. Okay, anyway. So David, great guy, great guy. Don't know him, but I read about him. And uh, We need you on laughing. the podcast more. I know. Okay, y'all. my bad. I'm serious. We I'm got to get through this. I got like another 30 minutes to go. Um, but David, he was a great guy. Um, but the, what was beautiful about this story is, right, his dad's like, hey, go check on go check on my brothers. Go, mm-hmm. go check on your brothers. See, see what's going on. He goes out there, and he sees this big old Goliath, this big giant of a man, right? The Bible says he was trained from his youth to a man of war. Yeah. So from a young age, he was trained in, in, in combat. Mm-hmm. And David comes out and he's just a young man. And anywhere between the ages of eight to 16, do you understand what I'm saying? Y'all hear this? Eight to 16, right? So if you six, I mean, that's two years. Mm-hmm. That, that counts. You count too. Okay? So, <laughs> so listen up. Um, and, and David goes out and, and as he goes out, he hears this voice booming, boom, 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 boom. And, and so he's just talking to his, his brothers and they're like, hey, get, get behind this rock. I mean, he goes in there and he's like, where y'all at? <laughs> he can't even find his brothers because everybody's hiding. And not just his brothers, but everybody. Everybody. And so he goes out and he's looking. He's like, man, man, what's going on with this, this giant out here? He hears it. He hears the, the, the vulgarity, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the bad words, the, the threats, the, you know, the send me a man, you know, like, yeah. and you, you know the story. He's just, he's, he's yelling and, and for 40 days and 40 nights, you know, he's just been out there. And just something in David just says, hey, who does this guy think he is? Mm-hmm. I know who I am. I mean, even at a young age, you can know who you are. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, he, he looks, he's like, who's, and hey, David, get back in here. I mean, his, his, his friends, his family, hey, come back in. You, what you going to do? You're too young. Mm-hmm. You're not even on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. You ain't got no armor. 
you don't have a sword. Well, you're not you're not capable to handle this. Oh, and what they do on. is they'll look at it and they'll look at it through their own eyes and they'll look at it through humanity yeah. and they'll look at it through you know. They'll, they'll look and they'll judge you based on your age and, and what your status is and who you are. And it's like, hey, whoa, there's somebody that's messing with God's people. Because, see, it wasn't just coming against David. It's all Israel, right? Right. So what I love about this story is this. I'm going to make it short. I don't want to go into detail, go too crazy. You guys have already talked about this. I can see. But David, pretty much at the end of all this, he goes out. And, and he says, I'm going to fight this man. I'm going I'm to take the challenge. And they're like, whoa. And the, the king's like, hey, he hears about it. Saul hears about it. You know, he's like, hey, come talk to me. Everybody Saul's like, hey, knows. look, you know, hey, I'm going to give you my armor. And Saul's like, I mean, and David's like, hey, I can't use this. Yeah. I, I don't, I've never worked with this. But I do know that this sling works. Yeah. I do know that if I get a smooth stone out this, bro, it'll work. Yeah. Because I've slain. A couple of things before I've, I've, I've already been there i've mm-hmm. already had a little bit of my prayer life mm-hmm. going i've already i've already been in church a little bit i've i've got some some things i've developed and i've got some things that i've already fought and won against yes but this is what's crazy about david watch this david goes out right slays goliath you know oh i come i come in your name lord right big yeah. thing is he didn't do it on his own right he did it with god right right big thing what's crazy is this david at the age of eight to sixteen there was a giant against all of Israel. Mm-hmm. So the whole church, right? right. In a sense, let's, let's break it down. Yeah, yeah. The whole church, a giant yeah. against the whole church, an issue they've been dealing with for a while, not something new, oh, something yeah. that's been going on for a while. Right. This, this 8 to 16-year-old decides to change his world. He goes and slays that giant. And what that does is that doesn't just bring him victory, but no. that brings victory to the whole congregation. He didn't just end with the giant. Right. All right. Yeah, come on. Everybody comes out of hiding. Everybody comes out. And now everybody's rushing and chasing down the Philistines. Uh-huh. And they get victory that day. Mm-hmm. And he was only 8 to 16 years old. And he just allowed God to work in his life. And he brought victory for the whole church. And so even at a young age, you can be the key to victory for your yes. church. Every service can hinge on you, whether you worship, whether you get involved. Yes. Your involvement matters. It matters. It yeah. matters. If I, I'm be honest, I'm 27 years old mm-hmm. and, and I'm in the front and I'm worshiping. Yeah. There is nothing like it whenever you have another young person that gets up there and start worshiping with you. Oh, when yeah. I'm not alone, it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And you could be the key to the whole church having a breakthrough. And I'm going to, let me, let me break it down a little bit further. Have you ever been involved in the service? Now, I know I'm talking fast now because I like it. I'm in it. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? We can follow you. We flowing right now. And I got a little bit of an accent and a hoarse voice. But we're going to slow down right here and listen to what I'm saying. Have you ever been in a church service? I'm pausing for dramatic effect. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> Where one lady or one young man or an elder, out of nowhere, we're having a little worse person, gets a little crazy. Start okay. shouting. Oh, has yeah. that loud voice yeah. come out? Has that person that just, wow, and you're like, man, what's going on? And when they do it, everybody goes. It just breaks. It just breaks. Yeah. Because that one person got involved, was in tune, and slayed that giant for that service. And age doesn't matter. And age does not matter. Yeah. And, and age might matter. Younger people are made for war. Old men are for wisdom. There you go. So if you're looking for a breakthrough in your church, you need to stop looking. You need to start looking in that mirror and know that it is me. I am the key. Yes. And don't worry. If there's a wildfire, I'm pretty sure all y'all pastors will put that out. But it mm, <laughs> over blanket over you. I'm pretty sure pastors are, are struggling more now than ever to just try to get a fire going. 
Yeah. Okay, young people, oh, yeah. just go. That's one Let of the God best supports you, you can wow. do. At this age, at this age uh, that's one of the best things you could do is back your pastor up. Oh, my word. Even at six years old. We have a little guy back home. Well, he's not a little guy now. Now he's a teenager. But Uh-oh. when he was a little guy, he would jump up from his seat. And, like, you couldn't even see him over the little chairs. And he'd run up and he'd slam on the pulpit and say, preach. And when he did that, then it, like, not shame, but it, like, got all the older guys. They were like, oh, wait a minute. Like, they if being he, out doing right he's now. out here, like, <laughs> showing how much he is behind the mat of God. And we're, like, back here, like, clapping. Let me, let me show you how it's done. Yeah, so then it kind of pushed beautiful. all the guys. And then the teenage boys yeah. were like, well, you know, we, we believe it, too. Right. So we need, yeah, so it, it causes, it can cause people to step up. Oh, yeah. Another thing is this. If you are going to be involved, let nobody do it by themselves. Oh, if, that's good. If somebody's going to run the aisle and they run by themselves, Oh, you can't be apostolic. I'm just telling you. How you watch somebody run the aisle and not run it with them? <laughs> All right. Like come I, on. My pastor said, if that boy run, his, run the aisle one more time by himself, I'm about to I'm about to run out there and grab a couple of y'all. Like, come on. If an elder's going to run the aisle, you better run the aisle. That's good. If there's an elder that you see wanting to run the aisle, can't run the aisle, you, why don't you run it for him? Hey, that's good. I'll tell you what. I, you don't. Now, we understand that there is an order to service, but there's always room for the, the spirit to move. Yes. And and so if you're going to err, I'd err on the side of worship. If you're going to err, I'd err on the side of getting involved. If there's truly an issue with that, which is rare, I mean, you, you'll fill the room. You'll fill the spirit. That's why it's important you pray. That's why it's important you get involved. Yeah. But, man, if God's moving and God's working and you see an elder run the aisle, come on with it. Run Jump with in. That's get good. in line. There's no reason. Back the man of God up. Get involved. Get involved. Because by getting involved, you're going to learn how to be involved. That's right. I mean, I mean that sounds trivial, and it no, is trivial. Not. But by getting involved, you learn. You'll feel the Spirit move. You'll feel when the Spirit is quickening you to run. You'll feel the Spirit quickening you to jump. You'll feel the Spirit quickening you to dance. Mm-hmm. You'll start to learn better. You'll start to learn more. You'll start to grow and develop. And this is a part of your development. If you ever see somebody that ain't running the aisle and ain't dancing and ain't getting with it, probably because they ain't never developed that skill. That's right. David danced. Ain't nothing wrong with dancing for Jesus. I'm not telling you to get out there and juke and jive, but you know how to worship. Yes. We're meant to worship, and we're not shouting because we're happy. We shout because we want the joy of the Lord. We want the strength. We want the power. Yes. Even when you don't feel like it, it's still necessary. He is worthy. Y'all better stop playing with me. I'm about to preach out here. <laughs> you done put a microphone and a Red Bull in front of my face. And we finally got him talking. That's it. All it took was me to fall in love with my voice again. And maybe got a routed bunch in the back. Look how good Jesus is. <laughs> how many years have you been doing this Hope Corps? My word, I have been involved in Hope Corps for the last four years. Well, five, four, but the fit. So <laughs> I've came four times to Roatan, mm-hmm. but I actually been here f- five times because I came with the medical missions group oh, okay. last year. So when nobody else got to come, I did. Oh, I awesome. came out here and spent some time with Nurse Peggy, and we had a good time trying to get some medical things involved and trying to, you know, help out in so more ways than one. Why did you Why did you do Hope Corps, and then why did you keep coming back? Why do you keep coming back? Oh, my goodness. So I first did Hope Corps because my pastor told me to. <laughs> hey, that's a good reason. That's a good <clears> reason. <throat> but I will be honest. I was, at that time, I was, you know, I just accepted a call in my life to preach. How old and were you? so I was... That was seven years ago. I might have been like 
Don't tell nobody, but I'm thinking like I was like 21, 22. By nobody, you mean like don't let it come from my mouth, but it's okay if it goes on the podcast. You know, you can let it go where it goes at this <laughs> point. I mean, if I'm live and I said it, it's been said. I mean, I don't recant nothing. You know, I am who I am. <laughs> you said this is when you accepted the call. So Yes, ma'am. I accepted the call when I was about 21, 22. I just graduated college. Um, you know, and that was a great story there. But uh, I just accepted the call. And so we were looking for more ways to get me engaged because I was working a full-time job, working nights, going to school during the day, working clinicals on the weekends. I was going to church once a month. Yeah. I mean, I was really, I was really out there mm-hmm. in, the, in the wilderness. Yeah. I had direction, but I was really learning to make God my God. And what I mean by that is it wasn't my mama, daddy. It wasn't my pastor. It wasn't my siblings. It was my God. Mm-hmm. And that's where I've developed that personal, 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 personal relationship where I couldn't just live from service to service, but I had to make a walk with them and I had to right. talk with them and I had to strengthen myself whenever I was down and different things like that. And so during that time, we did Hope Corps. And I wasn't able to go into my ITW, but I was able to continue in the courses. So even when I wasn't going to church, I had to study and I had to read. And, and it helped keep me engaged in a sense. So my pastor recommended it. He didn't demand it, mm-hmm. um, but he recommended it. And I, man, I was like, man, let's do it. It seems like something that's fun. I'd love to go to Roatan. If I'm not mistaken, I think TJ and Caitlin, some of my best friends, uh, they did it. And I was like, man, I'm going to do it too. Mm-hmm. And so they had taught him and they did amazing work in their life. And they were doing amazing things back at the church. And I was like, man, I got to do it too. And so I wasn't able to go to my ITW that, that, that year. The next year I did. Everything slowed down. I've been preaching a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I went on my ITW, which is the biggest impact I think Hope Corps has. The classes are great. They're amazing. But you always remember that ITW, that first one, that second, that third one. The first one, I was able to really accept my calling. So whenever I went and I, uh, you know, came on this ITW, they spoke to me in so many classes. They really you know, pushed me and, and stretched me and, and molded me mm-hmm. and just gave me the tools to succeed, how to move forward, you know, personal development, how I was going to grow in the ministry, how I was going to stretch myself, you know, where I was going to put my time, how I was going to do it. Gave me the nuts and bolts. Mm-hmm. I know I'm saying a lot of random things, but, you know, and just generalizing it, but it was a personal experience for me. And so to equate that to you, you wouldn't understand because it was for me. Mm-hmm. It was something that I needed. Yeah. You know, I had people speak to me directly. God speak to me directly in these moments. And I would love to tell you that after that first year that I did it all, <laughs> I would love to say that, man, that one year that I went as a student, I, I came home and I was just so on far that from that moment on, it was just a life-changing experience. And it was so changing that I just went on to do great mighty uh-huh. things. And my name's all over Pentecost now. <laughs> and I'm just this, I'm this Cody Marks out here now. But the reality, and, uh, but the reality is um, I struggled again. And I, I kind of got back into the same old rut. I, I mean, I, I was moving forward. I was doing more for the church. But, you know, I got, I got back in the rut. Mm-hmm. And, and the beautiful thing was I came back the next year and I, and I heard the same lessons and I, and I got involved and I kept giving my time to things that mattered and mm-hmm. I kept developing. If there's another tip I can give you. Your time matters in what you give it to, young people. That's if right. you give your time to things like reading the Word of God, it will always benefit you. Bible quizzing, different things like that. These, we've, heard, we've heard both of those in almost oh every interview goodness. we've done today. You need to read your Bible. I don't care if it's a picture one. I don't care if it's That's Odyssey. Right. Whatever you got to do to get it in Odyssey. Get that word in there. Oh, my goodness. And so it's, it's, it's a big deal. And so the second year I came, 
I, I was looking to grow myself, and and I, like I said, I wish I could tell you, oh my goodness, I came back and I was crazy, and I was yeah. on fire for God, and I, was, and I was, I never, you know, I didn't get out of church or nothing like that. Don't y'all be thinking that I see you over there? No, <laughs> I always been in church. I ain't playing with y'all. Um, but no, I I was able to come back, and when I came back, those classes again, right? They're yeah. pushing me, they're pushing me, they're pushing me. And then I come back another year, and it's pushing me, and it's pushing me, and it's pushing me. And the lessons are about maybe doing business as missions, and maybe growing yourself and giving more time, and, and being your pastor's MVP, and really being involved in church, and in how to reach your world, and, and global missions, and, yeah. and global missions as local missions. And before you can ever go out, you need to start within. You know, if you can't reach your town, then why do you think you're going to reach the world? Yeah. It starts one day at a time. And, and from this day forward, I'm going to be different. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And and so, man, business as missions, like I said, I gave you a couple snippets. And, and so I slowly, over time, now it's my fourth year. Mm-hmm. And if I look back, you know, and you ask Brother Riley, <laughs> the first year he met me, how you thought about Brother Adam, you know? <laughs> he might say a few things. You're like, saying well. you've come a long way. And then if you ask him now, I mean, he told everybody, and I'm going to say this because he said it, and this is live. He said, I'm like a son to him, and he can't take that back. He said that in front of like 15 people, 40 people. So, you know, I, it I changed a lot. I don't remember saying that. You, I'm just kidding. Mm, the devils are lying. The truth ain't in them. Hallelujah. And, I mean, it sounds My like what you're, you're saying to me, too, is this is a process. Is, even though, yes. Even as a kid, you start doing these things. It's not something that ends. You're constantly going to be working, constantly going to be growing, constantly going to be looking for where else can I be involved. It doesn't end. You, if you do, okay, so now you're a worshiper. Now you're, you know, six years old and you're doing your chores and you're helping out where you can. But one day that's going to grow. You're going to have some kind of ministry, whether it's bus ministry. And someday that may change into something. And you're always trying to find your way to be involved in the kingdom because it's all about kingdom work. I'll tell you what I've learned about young kids, man. Um, we do a cadet ministry. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. That's perfect for young people. Young people, six, seven, eight. If That's you don't have a cadet lowering. ministry, oh you, could, you could be the person who starts oh, it. Oh, yes. I mean, and it's like, what is the cadet ministry? It's pretty much your pastor's backup man or whatever. If you, mm-hmm. if you need somebody to carry the Bible, that's you. Mm-hmm. If you need somebody to grab, it, grab him a drink of water, make sure he has water filled, that's you. Mm-hmm. If you need somebody to make sure the, the guest minister is taken care of and know where to sit and know where to go, you know, that's you. And you're that guy that's just at service early, mm-hmm. early. If you're young, why you don't want to be involved in pre-service prayer? Oh, come on. Come on. If you want to do something for God, why aren't you at service early? That's going to be, I mean, I'm telling you, if you want to be involved in any part of leadership in any part of church and you can't make it to pre-service prayer, it's not time yet. That's right. You're not, you're not ready yet. That's you're not right. ready. So there have to be some personal growth because for you to be used, there has to be sacrifice. That's right. Okay. And so if you're young, time, time matters, you mm-hmm. know, I, and, and, and so I'll give you a little bit of a way out young people. And that is, you know, you can't, you're not, you don't have a vehicle to drive. I understand. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not I saying, hope you don't. hey. And if you're driving at the age of six, you are the bomb.com or you're crazy, one or the other. <laughs> They're rolling through and, on the riding lawnmower. Oh, no, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Lord, they're going to be riding bicycles and tricycles. And just, <laughs> Whatever you got to do, I guess. Walking it out. But no, like, if your parents are getting there early and, and, the, and your parents are wanting to get there 30 minutes early, but they're waiting on you guys. Oh, that's good. Do you know, what you, you got to do your part. I'll put it to you like this. A lot of parents are out there saying, man, I want to get to church early, but my kids are slowing me down, and I'm, I'm sorry, Pastor, I can't get there. Mm-hmm. If that's your parents and you're not 
And they may be using you as an excuse, but if they're not and you're kind of being sluggish and you want to do something for God, let's work on that. Yeah, because that has a far-reaching impact. If you're ready on time and your parents could get in to pray on time, that only helps the whole church service, the preacher, the saints around you. It helps even you because maybe they won't be so apt to knock you out when you start acting up at church. Oh, Lord. My goodness. I tell y'all what, I heard Sister Hicks tell me some stories about some of you guys. Oh, the lies. (laughs) (laughs) You're a liar. They're not going to believe anything you say now. She said you guys are awesome. Well, thank you for coming on here. Is there any last thing that you'd like to say to the HDR kids? Not at all. (laughs) Just do something. Yes. If you're going to err on something, if you're going to err on, just err on the side of doing something, you can't. You can't be taught if you're doing nothing but being lazy. That's good. That's good. If you do something and you do it wrong, I can tell you how to do it right. Well, and if they do something and they do it wrong, they're young. Exactly. I always tell them, hey, if you mess it up, it's not going to be as big deal as if I mess it up. So you might as well try it now while you have the chance. The worst that can happen is that you do something right and it goes crazy. Well, thank you for getting over your fear. <laughs> it oh, wasn't yeah. a fear. It wasn't a fear. My voice is just really bad right now. Seriously, thank you for pinning down and talking to the HDR kids. We appreciate it. Oh, uh, I wouldn't imagine doing anything else at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. Is it 2 o'clock in the morning? It's 2 o'clock in the morning. All right, good night. Man, lots of gold nuggets in there. That was good. You know what stood out to me was just like, like you said, he came back and came back and had like all the new less or not new but same lessons and each time they drew him back into the kingdom i mean he wasn't out he was just you know like he said in the root so yeah i mean he was talking about he was you know he'd go he went to hope Corps the first time just because he was told to he was just doing what his past he was just doing what you got to do yeah i mean like uh God just kept telling you, you have to do this Yeah, so he, for the he, podcast, like in uh, season one. So. It, that is so true. It was just like over and over until I finally got it in my head that we needed to do this. <laughs> and then every time he went back, God just drew him in all over again and put him on fire all over again. And so don't be afraid to, um, like, if you catch yourself, like you're, you're getting involved and you're like, yeah, I'm going to bring it on. And then you find yourself fading a little bit. Don't be afraid to gas up you know <laughs> well okay not in the, not, don't think about the other one just listen, listen here jimmy we weren't talking about anything having to do with hey things. i am not jimmy you know how wesley <laughs> like a while back said there's this person in our church calling him jimmy uh-huh. well since he left i've been call, been calling jimmy from that same person now oh and you just want everybody to know that you don't have any issues with gassing no i i hate this <laughs> it's annoying um so anyways, if you have fallen off the wagon, you know, you're, you're just a little low and you're just getting a little bit of tired, get back, get back up, get involved again, get up in the morning, hype yourself up. Sometimes you got to be your own like hype man. Sometimes there's not somebody out there like, come on, come on. Yeah, you got this dude. It's going to be so good. Da, da, da. I mean, I do this to Will all the time. I'm like, this is going to be great. We got this. Blah, blah, blah. But sometimes you got to come in yourself telling yourself, I got this. this we're going to do this. It's going to be great. God is going to move. Um, and all those things are true. So don't be ashamed to uh, admit that, you know, okay, I was a little bit not on fire, but I'm going to light that fire again and get moving and read your Bible pray with others we've heard that so much with the blue army like interviews i know Uh, did you hear me i actually said that in there i was like that's crazy it stood out to me so many times how many times they said read your bible and they're not talking about right now they read their bible they're talking about as a kid 
start reading your Bible. And you know, you might find out you're ahead of a lot of adults because a lot of adults, they don't read the Bible and that's where some of the problems come from. But anyways, <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, check us out on Instagram. Uh, give a shout out to Adam. Tell him how great it was. And, yeah. <laughs> and if you have a testimony to share with them or share with us, you can send that to us at the official bring it on at gmail.com. Gmail. Until then, keep it real and bring, bring it, it on. on.